you opened your hand and satisfied the desires of every living thing. Psalm 145, verse 16. Welcome to Canaan Bound Podcast, a podcast designed to offer the Christian rest during life's journey, featuring devotional segments shared by pastors and others serving the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, the Wells. My name is Tom Barthel, glad to be serving as your host for this episode. This is episode number 122. We'll begin with God's Word for You, shared by Pastor Timothy Smith. God's Word for You Job 39, continuing verses 5-8 to Who let the wild donkey go free? Who untied its ropes? I gave it the wasteland as its home, the salt flats as its its habitat. It laughs at the commotion in the town. It doesn't hear the driver's shout. It ranges the hills for its pasture and searches for any green thing. Now, two animal names appear in the Hebrew of verse 5, but many translations like the NIV only give one of them. They are two names for the same creature. The first, pere, means wild donkey. And then the second half of verse 5, which, which says, who untied the ropes of the arod? And the word arod is the Aramaic term for wild donkey. From time to time throughout Job, some Aramaic terms have brushed past us in, this, in the text. The Aramaic language is closely related to Hebrew, uh, and is just as old as Hebrew. Jacob's father-in-law Laban spoke Aramaic in Genesis 31, and I think the well-educated Jacob can converse with Laban and his daughters, and later in Israel's history, it was still only the well-educated who could understand Aramaic. The ordinary of resident of Jerusalem couldn't understand that language. We see that in 2 Kings 18. This shows us, first of all, that Job and his friends were quite intelligent and understand two or more languages, And second, the author of Job was also conversant in more than one language and may have been connected to the court of a king like Solomon, who used many Aramaic terms in the books he wrote himself. Now, the wild donkeys of Palestine were reddish. They were bigger than European donkeys, and they were the regular work animal for both farm and village. Although horses were ridden in Israel from Solomon's time onward, Horses were usually considered military creatures, whereas the donkey was ridden by people who were traveling peacefully. In Zechariah 9.9, the king of salvation is pictured riding on a donkey. Jesus entered Jerusalem on a donkey in Matthew 21, fulfilling that prophecy. And although there is no donkey mentioned in the story of Mary and Joseph on the way to Bethlehem in Luke 2, I think it would have been extremely unusual if Mary, nine months pregnant, did not ride from Nazareth down to Bethlehem on on some animal, and a donkey would have been the most likely beast of burden. In the wild, the donkeys of Palestine love their freedom and avoid mankind, but the price they pay is that their home becomes the most barren place on the fringe of civilization. They search the lonely rocks of the desert for anything green, and yet God takes care of them. How much more, God asks, won't he take care of us? He holds everything that we need. He opens his hand and satisfies the desires of every living thing. Our place is to praise him and receive his blessings and not to question him. In Christ, I'm Pastor Tim Smith. This is God's word for you. Next is a song by Branches Band from their new album, Psalms. This is I Will Sing Forever, based on Psalm 89. I will sing of the Lord's great power 
Next, a new segment that we're featuring on Kane and Bob Podcast on Christian apologetics. This segment is shared by the science faculty at Manitowoc Lutheran High School. I was walking in my yard the other day when I heard a familiar sound. Rat-a-tat-tat, rat-a-tat-tat. I instinctively looked up and saw a sight that always amazes me. A woodpecker, which is a bird that belongs to the scientific family Piccadilly, can withstand a decelerations in the order of 10,000 meters per second squared, or about 1,000 g's. That's 1,000 times what normal gravity is. So if you or I or any other large creature were to do just once what this creature does routinely and repeatedly, we would be in for a surprise. We would not survive the first hit. Most humans and other creatures would be knocked out around 20 Gs, let alone 1,000 Gs. This creature has multiple features to make its foraging a reality. First, the beak is made up of three distinct layers. 
an outer sheath of protein fibers, an inner layer of bone, and a middle joining layer of reinforced porous bone. This design allows the beak to absorb mechanical stress. To prevent brain damage, woodpeckers have a number of other physical features. These include a relatively small and smooth brain, that is, very little extra space, and very little cerebral spinal fluid, which would otherwise jostle around. Amazingly, over 99% of the pecking energy is stored in the bird's body, and a minimal energy ends up disrupting the brain, which actually heats up from the pecking. To ensure the least pecking possible, they are also equipped with long, sticky tongues, which in itself contains bristles to grab insects. A recent study revealed that the tongue actually wraps around the insect before pulling it out. Yet another provision is a third eyelid. Apart from the normal upper and lower eyelids that is transparent, it covers the bird's eyes and protects the retina within milliseconds before contacting the wood. What planning! What awesome foresight in the design of this amazing creature. And if our awesome God put such thought into this one creature, imagine the great care he took in the plans he has for you. Matthew six twenty six to 34 says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? For you, God reveals in 1 Peter verse 1, Since you call on a Father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as gold or silver, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down from you, from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world. Imagine that. Before God planned for this bird on day five of creation, he already had your salvation in mind. 1 Peter 1 continues, Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. And what a hope we have. You are his own, created in love and purposefully brought back to be his own with the precious blood of Christ, which God planned for before the creation of the world. What's more, he has given you your own unique gifts and abilities. Remember to get out into the world around you and see God's wisdom and design in his creation. And remember that as a child of your Heavenly Father, you too have gifts and abilities that God has given you. Use these abilities to open up his word to see his wisdom and design for us in Christ and to share that good news with others. To Tell the Story is shared by Pastor Luke Italiano. The cool air inside the temple chilled Zechariah's old bones. He shuffled over to the altar of incense, the bells at the edges of his robe tinkling as he walked. And he lit the incense and cried out in fright. There was someone in the temple with him. He was supposed to be alone. No one was supposed to be in the holy place. And then a greater fear gripped him. It was an angel. And the angel spoke. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayers have been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. 
He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah gasped, and he asked, How, how can I be sure of this? I, I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel seemed to change in front of him, from pure joy to wrath. I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. And then, Zechariah was alone. The only sound was the soft hiss in the incense burning, a pleasing sacrifice to the Lord, a quiet sacrifice to the Lord. He turned to the curtain that led outside, to the crowd that awaited his blessing. How could he go out there now? He looked around again. No. The angel was gone. He shuffled to the curtain. He pulled it aside. The bells at the bottom of his robe tinkled. He raised his hands to bless the assembly. He opened his mouth. No sound came out. Nothing. He returned to his home. Soon enough, his wife Elizabeth, his old wife Elizabeth, well past childbearing years, she was pregnant. But he couldn't share his joy. He couldn't laugh in joy. He couldn't speak in joy. He had to stay bottled up. He couldn't talk because he didn't trust. He had to watch his wife Elizabeth as she was so careful and went into seclusion. He watched her belly grow. He felt the baby kick. And he couldn't talk. And finally the day came. And he held his breath. How could a woman as old as his wife give birth? How could she stay healthy? How could she give birth to a healthy child? And yet... The young voice cried out. And Zechariah's heart leapt. He was a father! The child was healthy. And his wife Elizabeth was healthy. And he couldn't talk! Eight days later, time to circumcise the child and give the child a name. 
and his wife Elizabeth, holding the baby, her eyes proud, she spoke for them. His name is John. And the relatives frowned. No, no, you need to give him a name. Uh, you need to name him after Zechariah, after his father, his proud father. And Elizabeth, she put up such a fuss that they finally turned to Zechariah. Tell her, put her in her place. But nine months of having no voice had forced Zechariah to learn to listen. With trembling hands he took a stylus and wrote, His name is John. And just like that, his tongue was loosed, and all the joy and all the praise that had been bottled up for months overwhelmed him, and he prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come, and he has redeemed his people. And he picked up little John, his little face scrunched up in pain from the surgery. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Brothers and sisters, listen. Listen to what your God tells you. To those living in darkness, a light has dawned. Take the time to listen to God's word. Really listen, not, not just in a nodding way, but hear what he has promised to you. He has promised you his son and see as he keeps that promise. And this story is true. We'll close with a hymn by Cross to Glory. Lord, when your glory I shall see And taste your kingdom pleasure your blood my royal robe shall be my joy beyond all measure when I appear before your throne your righteousness shall be my crown with these I need not hide me. And there, in garments richly wrought, as your own bride I shall be brought to stand in joy. Be 
beside you to stand in joy with you to stand in joy beside you stand in joy with you You have been listening to Kanenbaum Podcast, episode number 122. This episode was first shared in August of 2017. For more information, visit kanenbaumpodcast.com. We encourage you to visit a Wells ministry location nearest you. Visit wells.net. Thanks for joining us. And remember his promised rest.